Everybody's ready now, right? That's what the song we picked at, just special, so everybody get in the right frame of mind and their hearts open to the Word of God. And we're going to just jump right into the message. I want to say welcome, everybody, that's uh, made it in today. It's, it's a great time. I know that all the places you could be, you chose to be with us, and we appreciate that so greatly because it is an honor to just come alongside and encourage, right? Amen. So today's message is called Daily Submission. And I'm going to give you the Buckrow translation of that right out of the chute, okay? To me, that means this. Start your day with God, spend your day with God, and end your day with God. Does God have a place in your day, in your life, in your family? So I was thinking about this as I was putting this together. The Lord just says, you know, if you want to see godly results in your life, you've got to allow God into every level of your life. Amen? So that's what I want to talk about today. Is God a part of your life? Let's jump right on in here today. And guys, I hope you guys can see that. I'm going to... Run, break it out a little bit, and then we'll read the scripture. So if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be primarily in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. If you don't, we usually have it up here, but I always encourage you to bring your Bibles, all right? So I'm going to unpack this a little bit, give you a background on the story, okay, where we're going with this. Now, Timothy is a young fellow, and Paul, many of us know who Paul is, the great disciple himself, the apostle Paul. And this was the last and final instructions that he's going to leave to Timothy. Now, Timothy is, is, that's his buddy. That's his boy. He has taken him on like a son. He has walked him through so many different things. And he has just poured into him. Man, he speaks into Timothy's life just like he was his very own son. So we need to really lean into this because God's word speaks to us as his very own children. Amen. Very own daughter, very own son. And so getting back to Paul, he's invested in Timothy's life. He's taught him. He's nurtured him. He's trained him. He's mentored him. You know, it's kind of like raising a child. That's what we do. We pour ourselves in our children. Amen. And, you know, even if we don't have children, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters and all these different things, we have a role to play. Even people at work, anywhere, you know, that we have an opportunity to pour our lives into their lives. Because, face it, life is about relationships. Amen. And what we're talking about today is primarily the, the most important relationship is a personal relationship with Christ. Amen. Everything else blooms out of that. So that's where we want to start with today. But look what he says here. And these final, final instructions. And I just thought about this. You know, a lot of times as a pastor, I get the privilege to do some pretty cool things. I get to do weddings and baby dedications and things. And along with that, sometimes you got to make some tough visits sometimes. And it's not always a picnic. You know, because, you know, a lot of times people graduate. And I'm not talking about school. I'm talking about as believers. They leave here and they graduate into heaven. Amen. And I know this, that, you know, when I'm with families and with my own family and things that we've had, uh, you know, Members pass on to be with the Lord. You're leaning in to what they're saying. I know with my dad, I said, you got to tell me something. Keep going. He said, press on. I've always held on to that. Press on. Well, you know what? That's pretty much what this is saying. He's telling us. We're going to read this here. But he's telling them how to live his life godly. So his father figure, Paul, is speaking to Timothy. But through the inspired word of the, of the Lord, Holy Spirit said, this is for you too. Amen. So I want to read a little bit of this and we're going to jump right on into it. All right. It says this, Paul's final instructions in verse 11, it says, But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, and along with faith, love, perseverance, and and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. And I thought about that. Just think if we inserted our name into that, you know? And you insert your name into that. And I just thought about that. You know, if I was reading that for, for my very self, which we are, but I want, I want you to kind of insert yourself in a story, you know, and think about this. 
But you, son, or you, daughter, right, are a godly man or a woman. So run from all these evils, and I want you to pursue righteousness in a godly life. And along with faith, love, and perseverance and gentleness. Son, I want you to fight the good fight for the true faith. Daughter, I want you to hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. And you know what? You've confessed it well before many witnesses. See, we got to make it personal. A lot of times in life we say, well, don't take it personal. I'm telling you today, make it personal. Because it's about making it personal with God. Amen. No matter how many people are here, no matter how many people are listening on the Internet, it comes down to you and God first. And then it blooms out of that. Amen. So I want to take a look at that. And uh, if you guys got your sheets, the way this usually works, we're going to go through these things. And, and I know everybody learns a little different. So what we try to do is encompass everything we can. Sometimes we have the word up here. Sometimes we, uh, most all times, we have uh, a handout. And we've got a few points. So whatever God's speaking to you, write that down so you can go back and, and just bring it back to your memory that God will, will continue to lighten your path as you go along this road. All right. So with this first one being under our belt, I want to roll on in. To this character of Christ revealed character of Christ revealed let's take a look at this we must submit daily to the lordship of Christ what do you mean by that each day we need to make a decision to follow Christ how many know sometimes it's each hour sometimes we have to make or minute let's break it down there's times in our life we really need to be making that choice it's about choices in life when we talk to our children we say it's about choices it's about choices. But you know what happens is so many times, if we don't have the background, we don't make good choices. Amen. So what we want to do is give us a good foundation in the word of God so that that is our point of reference, that we line everything up with the word. Amen. So each day when you wake up, are you making a decision to follow Christ? I hope so. But guess what? We can't do it on our own. We need Holy Spirit to empower us. See, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord comes into our life and seals us. But He leads, guides, and directs us. You're still your own person. But God wants to mold you into the image of His Son. He wants to take that old character that is harmful and change that new character to reveal His Son in you. Amen? So that we can be a mirror of Christ. So we need to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide and instruct us. All right? Now, this comes and ties back into your sheet there. Paul tells Timothy to run from all these evil things. Now, I'm going to tell you something. We know that our flesh is weak, right? And I, I want to make sure I read this when the Lord gave this to me. He said, be sure if we try to stand on our own, we will only get what is second best or maybe even fail completely. We always need the Lord. If you want what's best, go with what God has. This is something we say in ministry. We've been saying it for a long time. When we're looking at different opportunities and stuff, good thing, good thing, God thing. What that means is there's a lot of good things that we want to be involved with, but we don't want to miss the God thing. We believe that shine your light is an opportunity to do the God thing. So we train up each year and, and we don't just wait once a year. Every opportunity is a, is a time to go out here to do the God thing. When we leave this place, after you get your booster shot, take the application of what you're learning here and apply it in your life and your family. Right. So but we also get a chance coming up to do that with the shine your light festival. But don't wait till then. We can start now. Now, I'm going to tell you what I am just I am just, you know, I got to have a story or two, right? I know that God dwells in food line. You know, I'm going to tell you, and it don't matter if you're in Hampton or if you're if you're here. Man, I went and picked up some groceries the other day right before the storm. Thank the Lord I didn't take my bike. I was looking at that. I said, I better drive. So I ride on over there and go down and get some groceries for my mom. And Jesse said, Dad, do you talk to everybody you know? 
I said, yeah, and a few people that I don't. He goes, she takes so long at the store. You know? My mom was like, are you okay? I said, I'll be, I'll be right there, mom. You know? So I'm going, and I see a guy that I hadn't seen in a long time. And you know what's really cool? He recognized me. That's good. You know? Because, man, you look at those pictures, you go, is that me? Wow, man. Things change over time, right? Gravity takes a hold. God never changes, right? So guess what? I'm getting to share with him about what's going on at the church and everything. And I'm listening to him and everything else. And I tell you what, sometimes even in the middle of the darkest day, there's still light. Now, this is kind of crazy. And I was sitting there talking and I saw somebody else and I'm spinning around. It's a guy that we met uh, when we were playing out at Lisa's place a while back. Hey, what's going on? I'm talking to people, all these relationships that God has opened up doors. So I'm going, I'm looking like this. I mean, the expiration date on the bread is going bad, man. I'm just talking to people and everything. Else. And all of a sudden, I get this phone call, and I got it as mom's neighbor, right? See, so where my mom lives, uh, it's good to have people keep an eye on things, okay? So when the neighbor calls, I'm going, hey, hold on. I said, what's up? He goes, dude, the power just went off. I just want to let you know. See, I don't like my mom staying over there with no AC or anything. But I'm at the end of the street. See how God worked that out? So I'm still sharing my faith and everything else. And when I go up to the counter, right, the girl said, you look like you're in a hurry. I said, I got to go. I got to go. My mom's light trap. She was like jamming stuff in that bag, man. Going down there. I was going like, Rrr. I called my mom and said, hey. I said, what are you doing sitting in the dark? How'd you know? I said, I've been watching you. <laughs> oh, and she said, buddy, you're not watching me. I said, open the door. I'm coming in. Right? So, you know, in the midst of that, why, why did I even bring that up? You know what? I get to see the character of Christ in, in my neighbor. I lean on people. Y'all lean on people. It's nice to be able to have somebody you can pick up the phone and say, man, what's happening? Hey, neighbor, what about this? What, what's going on? And it's great when you have those relationships that people got your back. Well, I tell you what, as we walk it out with Christ, God has got your back. Amen. That's what I'm talking about here. I had to share that, man, because every time I go to the store, I get to share some Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you what, man, you go get some Twinkies and lead somebody to Christ. I am not kidding, man. Y'all have to listen to the last three weeks to see what's been happening, okay, online. But you know what? Sometimes we need to run from evil. We need to flee from that. But you know, a lot of times we don't want to do that, do we? Listen to this. Knowing when to run is just as important as knowing when to fight. And I had a karate flashback last night when I was preaching to my couch. And I thought about this. Run, right? You know, and I wrote this down. Retreat is not failure. It gives you opportunity to fight another day. Rely on God. He has the final say. Now, I don't know if Thomas remembers this. We used to be in the karate and all that good stuff. And I remember there was a three-step fighting technique called deception, avoidance, and retreat. Remember? Boom. The first one, deception. Boom. You deceive them. You're over to the side, right? So you can walk away or you can hit them. Since we're in church, we walk away, right? Number two is avoidance, right? Straddle leg stands inside. Boom. You can walk away. Keep going. Third one is retreat. It's funny how this stuff just comes back to you, right? Boom, you jump back, but then you have the opportunity to respond. Why are you talking about that? Because it's a battle. It's a battle. And we have choices every day in that battle. You know what? Sometimes people are deceiving. And we can either buy in or we can move on, just like I was talking about. But you protect yourself. Keep your guard up. You keep your guard up with the word of God in your heart. Amen? Sometimes it's just, you know what? That we need to avoid a situation and keep on moving. Young folks, I talked about it last week, and not just young folks, but we'll start there. When your folks say, you know, I don't think that's a good idea, they didn't wake up at 47 years old or whatever age you are. They've seen a few things, and they love you. So they're trying to speak good things into your life, right? And then retreat. 
A lot of times I'm not telling you to run from everything, but sometimes, you know what? You need to take a step back. Listen to God before you respond. That goes for everybody right there. How many times after the argument's over and you're driving by yourself back to the store because you forgot something? He said, I I wish I'd have just waited a little bit more before I said something. It could be that. It could be any of those things. But let me tell you, we need to run from the evil of the world. But that doesn't mean that we're always on fleeing. Okay, I want to make sure you see what I'm saying. We need to step aside for those things and focus on the God thing and then run to God. Amen. So run can mean two things. Run from or run to. We need to run from the things of the world and run to the loving arms of Christ. Amen. Good deal. So Christ must be the Lord of our character. That's what I wanted to get to. When it comes, it comes when we become, get to come to the end of ourselves, we begin to see what the Lord wants to do in our life. So is the character of Christ, I always give you a little question to, to, to check our hearts. Is the character of Christ being revealed through you? Think about that. What do people see when they see you? Do they see the character of Christ? Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Y'all sounded strong this morning. All right. Now, listen, man, I'm, I'm going right for the juggler today. This is real life application. Huh? Think about this. Actions speak louder than words. A good place to say amen. 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 So here we go. Actions speak louder than words. Christ must be Lord of our actions. Is Christ the Lord of your actions? That's a good question. I put it this way. Who's driving? You or Christ? See, a lot of times when we get in the ditch, we go, Jesus, I need you. Right? And that doesn't have to be a problem. But you know what? We might not end up in that place if we were listening to Jesus in the beginning. Amen. And we are going to have trials and we are going to have tribulations, just like Tanya spoke before we got up here. But the good news is we're not going through it alone. And something else, if you hear, if you've got this church family here, we can come alongside and encourage you. Let me tell you, on your darkest day, it's nice to see a smiling face just to love on you. You know, it's one thing I've seen in ministry. Sometimes, you know, it's just coming along and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes that's the best advice I have. And sometimes, you know, I say, hey, man. Have have you taken steps in the Lord? What's going on here? Whatever we do, I pray that we line it up with the word of God when we encourage folks. Because that's what's best. Remember we said good thing, good thing, God thing? We want to give them the God thing. And the God thing is hearing from his word and letting the Holy Spirit lead us in those areas, right? So take a look at this. What else did he say in that verse that we read a little while ago? He said, pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Now, you know what? What are you pursuing? Does it encompass righteousness, faith, love, perseverance, gentleness? I put it this way. What's got your attention? What's got your focus? I pray that it's the Lord. And you know what? If it's not today, you can make that adjustment in your life. That's what's so amazing about the grace of God. We can make that adjustment, that course correction right here, right now. And the truth of the matter, as we walk, we've got to constantly make that adjustment. But we don't know how to adjust if we're not reading the word of God. We don't know how to adjust if we're not praying and we're in communication with the Lord, right? He's going to be the centerpiece of our life if we want to have godly results. Amen. So we want our actions to speak louder than words. What else do we have? We must act on our faith or it becomes dormant. Now, for you guys who have been coming here for a while, you know, I always give you a word anchor. I'm going to explain what that is. I always pull it in what God says. If you want to write that down and go look at it a little later, it's in the book of James, chapter 2, 17, which says this. It just says, you know what? Faith without works is dead. Don't talk me to pieces. Show me something. You could tell me all day you're a Christian, but then you act a different way. I got my doubts. Now, let me tell you this. Let me just go ahead and encompass this. 
We all missed the mark. But God's grace is readily available. Let's get back in the game and let the Lord lead us. We all missed the mark, okay? And you know, know what I'm going to say next. I'm preaching to me first, amen? I say it every week because I want you to understand. You know what? God is still molding and still working in our lives. But I want you to hear this. When you put your faith and trust in the Lord, and you ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin and put full confidence in what He's done on the cross, paying for our sin debt in full, it's finished. You have a home in heaven. But He's going to continue to work through your life as we walk this journey out. Okay, we're going to talk more about that. So let's take a look at this. Our faith becomes dormant. What do you mean? It's dead. It's just, it's just like it's not even a part of life. But see, God brings life. So people go, man, you're kind of excited. Yeah, I was dead, but now I'm alive. They said, what? You know, I was dead to the things of God before I received Jesus, just like all of us. Right? But when I said, Lord, I need you in my life. I didn't have any lightning bolts shoot out my toes or anything else, but I knew there was a change. I knew there was a change right there, right then. And God so graciously and continues to, to lead us, to lead us and direct us, lead us and direct us. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. That's why I get excited. You know, a lot of people like shopping. Anybody like shopping? Denise got two hands up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Grandmama, go ahead, both hands. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? When you find a good deal, what do you do? You want to tell everybody, right? Well, I'm going to tell you about the best deal going. And it didn't cost you anything, but it cost God everything. His name is Jesus. Amen. Don't leave here without him today. Amen. So look, it's about our focus. What are we focused on? Focus our sight on godly living. Now I want you to remember this. It's not about how you act that gets you to heaven. It's because God's coming living in you that you mimic what he looks like. That we become a mirror of Christ. Amen. So I put it this way. Keep a godly gaze. The word is your ruler, is your measurement, right? And Christ is our model. So we can see it, right, in the person of Jesus Christ. We read it. We hear it. So all those senses, we go ahead and, and, and grab a hold of that. And we should be focusing and keeping our sights on godly living. And guess what? I love to put this in there. If you haven't been, let's start today. Let's start today. Don't think you're going to clean up enough to do it. Because you can't. That's why Jesus came. That's why I love it. I always tell people, I said, God's so good. He gives his son a name that you can't say with a frown. Try to say Jesus. You gotta say Jesus, man. Every crooked tooth I got is praising the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I ain't lying. I'll tell you what. Ain't too much to look at, but I'm fun to hang around. <laughs> Amen. Love God first and He'll direct everything else. Isn't that true? You know, in Matthew 6:33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and He'll add these things to us. You know, that's what we need to be doing. Set our priorities with God first. Listen, family second. And then your ministry, you say, what about work? I got to work. If you set God first and your family second, he's going to use you at your job. He's going to use you in your neighborhood. He's going to use you teaching school. He's going to use you doing drums. He's going to use you cleaning your motorcycle up. Whatever it is, he's going to use you. Because you know what? You set him first. You set him first. It's amazing when we start doing things. I, I, you know... I'll tie this in. I, sometimes, you know, I just got my motorcycle. I waited 47 years for my motorcycle. I'm loving that thing, right? And I'm, I'm just praising the Lord right now. Man, I love this. This is really nice. You know? I'm right. I seen Bill's dad the other day. And I said, beep, 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 beep. I'm waving. Praise the Lord. Bill just said, my dad saw you yesterday. He said, you look like you was crazy on a motorcycle. <laughs> I said, I was just excited. <laughs> so whatever we're doing or whatever God's given you or gifted you, use it for him. 
Keep both hands on the wheel, though. So, amen. You might meet him sooner than you think. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Let's see what's going on here. What are your actions telling other people? What are your actions telling other people? I thought about this. Man, how did I want to pull this in there? What picture are we seeing in your life? What, other, what, what picture do we paint of Jesus for other folks? If they never heard about Jesus, but they saw you, what would they think about Jesus when they did hear about him? I pray that we're a good reflection of Christ. But the only way we get reflecting that, that of him, is continue to be molded by him into the image of Jesus. And how do we do that? Less of me, more of him. Less of you, more of him. Because you know, there's no room for both of you. You know? But as we continue to see that God's way is the best way, I want to be on his team. Amen? Because a lot of times, I don't know how it's going to work out. Just like when I start with all this, I have no idea how it's going to work out. I just pray, Lord, you got to fix this before it gets out there. You know, I study, and I pray, and I prepare, and I study, and prepare, and prepare, and then we do something totally different. <laughs> I guess the glory, right? But you know what? It's okay, because you know what? I'm not putting confidence in me. I'm putting confidence in Him. But I know what? I put time in. Are you putting time in with God? We need to put time in anything we love. If you've got a relationship, if you've got a girlfriend, you've got to spend some time. If you've got a boyfriend, you've got to spend some time. You're on a baseball team, you've got to spend some time. Whatever it is, you need to invest. How much more do we need to invest in the things of God? Amen? That's what I'm talking about here. So that's why we need to daily submit to Christ. Amen? All going to get personal now. Watch your toes. Everybody all right? Attitudes. Mm, everybody grunted on that one, right? Yeah. He must become the Lord of our attitudes. All the husbands and wives' jaws just got real tight. I'm teasing. Think about it. Have you ever been around somebody with a poor attitude? You don't work with somebody. Don't raise your hand, Miles. You work with me. <laughs> you work with someone with a poor attitude, right? It's not very uplifting, is it? It's just not very uplifting. But I'm going to tell you what I found out. If they could quote scripture, like they could quote the problem, they wouldn't have no problem. You know what I mean? You think about that. They can tell you everything about how to redo the whole boiler at work and how they ought to do the management over here and what they used to. How many, how many got a used to do, used to cook guy? I mean, I'm telling you, if you've been in a place for a long time, well, we used to. We used to. Well, we're not there no more, man. Move forward. But what I'm saying about that so many times is if we would just speak the word of God to that situation instead of just pulling the scab off. Letting it grow, pulling the scab off, letting it grow, pulling the scab off, letting it grow, drumming up all this stuff. There's a thing out there now. I don't know if y'all ever heard of it. It's called forgiveness. It's called forgiveness. And Jesus brought it for us. All right. So you know what? There's a thing about forgiveness. We love to receive it. But boy, sometimes trying to get it out of your heart to somebody else, it gets tight. You know, it's just like it's just like some of those guys I tell them, hey, we got a raffle at church. They go, what? I say, don't you want to give for the raffle? They go, uh, okay. You know, that's how forgiveness is sometimes when we give it to somebody. But you know what? When you start thinking about the forgiveness that God has given you, then it freely flows. You start thinking about stuff. I remember, you know, I love playing guitar and everything like that. And I had some nice guitars along the way. And I'd be like, they say, can I play that? I'm going, yeah, okay. You know, I was all wrapped around the stuff. I appreciate it. I want to be a good steward. Now I just say, Mike, take it for a week. I don't care. And he keeps it for two months. But I still love him. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. But you know what I'm saying? Is it stuff doesn't matter as much anymore, does it? You know? And then welcome to any of that stuff. Because the whole thing is, 
It's just stuff. And a lot of times people spend their whole life chasing after stuff. And we neglect God, our family, our health. You know, think about that. So I want to I want to just go ahead and, and, and just think about our attitudes. How do we serve? How's our attitude when we serve? Do we think about that? Do we serve with a grateful heart or a guilty conscience? Well, do you think about that? Do we say, Man, okay, I'm glad I can serve. I could do that. Or do you say, well, I guess buddy called me three times. I guess I better get up there. You know, you got to walk like that when he call you. <laughs> you know, you do what you can when you can. That means that doesn't mean you can do everything. Just do the things you can do. But do whatever you do with a joyful heart. Can y'all imagine if I come here, I can't believe we got to play guitar again. Every Sunday we're playing guitar. I come in here, I'm like, woo, we get to jam today for Jesus, right? I told her I wouldn't dance, I promise. That's right, that wasn't a dance. That was like a, just a little hitch kick. All right? That's all I got. That's all I got until I get the rest of my knee shots Wednesday. All right, pray for that. <laughs> how do you respond to others? Now, that's, that's important, man. Your body language and how we say and do things. Do we get all huffy puffy or do we bring life to the situation? How many know in school that sometimes you got to do a group project? Yeah. Logan said, yeah, I know. Well, that's great if you got a good group, right? And you think your group's the best because you're in it, right? <laughs> and then you find out everybody's not thinking the same way you are. Then you got to play nice, right? And then you say, hey, you know, little Johnny, you need to go ahead. You write this down, and if you want me to do this, I can do this. And guess what? You come back over the weekend, and all you got is your list. And you're thinking, we're going to get graded on this. Don't you care? And they go, no. <laughs> and you go, yeah, but I care. See, it affects the whole thing. But it's good that we experience those things in life, in school, and in work, because that's the real world, isn't it? Because if you're on a team and everybody's not pulling together, you're not going to see very good results. If you're in a marriage and everybody's not pulling together, both of you are not pulling together, it's not going to be real good results. If you're in a family and everybody's pulling a different way, it's not going to be good. But we can have unity, peace, and power through Jesus Christ. Amen. If he is the focus, he will bring all things together under his lordship. Amen. All right. Do others know you're a follower of Christ by your attitudes towards life, job, and etc.? And we hit on that a little bit. So I, I thought about this. If we did an interview right now on the people you work with, just have them come in here, they're sitting out there right now, and say, hey, look, could, we just want to know how such and such reflects Christ. Everybody in here looking over their shoulder. Oh, they didn't get them from my shop, right? Yeah. Think about that. I'm not saying you've got to put on something, be somebody you're not. I'm saying let God reign in your life and they will see the difference. Amen? And sometimes we're still being worked on, right? From the inside out. But the, the ultimate thing is, is that we continue to stay moldable. I work with guys, man, that just have went off. I'm going... His head's getting ready to pop off. And I had a guy come back. I, this is something that just popped in my mind. I had a guy, this has been years ago. And the reason I forgot about it because of the way it ended. If it didn't end this way, I'd probably still been holding on to it. The Lord would be saying, let it go. This guy jumped on me in the middle of the shop with everybody there. And man, tore me down. And I, and I usually always have something to say. I was in such shock, I just went. And he left. And I'm just, I'm just like, I can't believe that. You know what he did the next day? He come back. He said, you got a minute? I'm thinking, not really. I don't think I can take it again. He said, excuse me, one minute. That dude got everybody in the shop. Now, let's take something. And he said, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Now, I could have said, no. I said, 
Yeah. I mean, I've almost got tears in my eyes about now. You know, I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what it was. But I remember that God made it right. I remember he came back and said, you know what? I thought about that. I did not handle that well. And I'm sorry. So he didn't just come over on the side and go, hey, man, you know, everything's cool. All right, everything's all right. No, he said, no. You know, I did it this way. I'm going to do it this way, and I'm going to make it right. Man. So guess where I, guess where I got that guy elevated in my, in my heart? Right here. Hmm. It's all back to normal. I don't go away. You remember that time? No, I go, you know what? I like the way you do business. I know you can have a bad day. I know things can look a different way. But you know what? If you try to make it right, I can work with that. Amen? That's, what, that's how I want to respond to things. That's how I want to respond to things. And you know what? With God in our life, we will respond like that. That's my prayer. And sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's not really easy. But you know what? When we spend time in His presence, guess what? He can make a difference. Amen? We've got to fight the good fight. Let's get, let God refresh your heart by being in His presence. How much time are we spending in God's Word? You know what? A great place to just invite Tuesday nights. We have an awesome time studying the Bible. Nobody's a Bible scholar. We, we've got some really cool DVDs that, that show us places that we may not ever get to go and unpack some really amazing truths about God's Word. And from that, we can apply that to every area of our life. So we've got more room, all right? You know, through the week, are you, you spending time? we got little devotion books we pass out. If you haven't got one, be sure to get one. And we just want to do whatever we can to ignite that fire in your heart with Christ. Amen? I want you to spend time in His presence because it will refresh your life. Very good. Well, you know what? He also tells them that we need to fight sometimes, don't we? Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight for the truth faith. For the true faith. Anybody doing good? Give me another big amen. amen. All right. We must preserve the word. Hide it in our heart and speak it from our mouth. As we've been doing some studying uh, over the DVDs and see what people years ago went through to preserve the word of God so you and I can hear it and have it. It's amazing. It cost them everything. Some it costs their life, some it costs their family, some it costs money, some it costs, you know, like I said, the ultimate, giving their life. But they believed in that and they said, you know what, the truth is worth fighting for. You know why? Because the truth brings freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.1 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God's not about bondage. I've said this many times, when I, when I had first given my life to the Lord, the the the, the the enemy tries to jump in there and tell you all the things you can't do. Well, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. I said, man, you know what I found? That every time that the enemy was saying there was a stop sign, God was saying it was just a yield sign. You yield your life to me and I will open the door wide for you to pass through even better. You see, a lot of times we think, well, I can't go here no more. I can't do that anymore. I can't do that. I got saved and kept playing him a rock and roll man until God issued me right out. Guess what? Every time we did a guitar solo, every time I booked a deal, every time we did that, I said, praise the Lord. Praying with people every night when we're still jamming. You know, it didn't matter because I made up my mind right there. Wherever I am, I'm taking God with me. He's living in me. I want him to be on example. I remember one night we were playing at a place and this place was packed, man, jamming all this stuff. And I went and I saw a guy that I work with and I go, hey, dude, what's up? And this is this is not elevating, buddy. I'm just, I want you to look at focus on the God scenario in here. He said, hey, man, you're doing what I should be doing. I saw oh, you jam. He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, well, what, 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 what's your name? He says, even wherever you're at, you're still sharing what you believe. I said, that's because I believe it, bro. He says, I believe it too. 
but I just don't always share it. And that, and it hurt him, but it hurt me too. Because I wanted to encourage him. I said, well, you know what? You can start right now. He said, I appreciate that. You know, sometimes we're looking at situations. We think, how could God use me? How could God possibly use me? I'm in the middle of this situation. God will use you if you're available. Amen. He says, you know what? That it brings freedom in the truth of God's word. And we talked about this a little bit uh, ago. It's worth repeating. Measure everything in light of God's word. And here's another word anchor I want to share with you. And we use this often because I love this verse. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Remember I told you the lights were out of my mom's house? It didn't take much to find my way around here, right? All I need is that little pin light. I got three, four big lights. My mom's got this little teeny light. Dink. I'm going, what happened to the big one? She says, I can't turn it on. The button's too hard. I was like, well, that was a good plan on my part. All she needed was just a little pin light. She says, where's my pin light? But she could still, she'd get around, boy. She'd get back there. And I called Denise. I said, I might be a little late. And they ain't got no AC. And she said, well, you'll be all right. So I then, guess what? I had my phone. It's got everything in there, right? Boom. Turn that light on. Hey, mom, do this. I was like, she said, I wish you said that. You're making me tired, right? My whole point of that story was in the darkness, right? All it took was a little light. If your job is pretty dark, all it takes is you to be a little light. If there's some darkness in your family, all it takes is you to shine a little bit of light. And you can find your way back to the Lord, amen? Because it's worth fighting for. Because it brings freedom. And because we measure everything to the light of God's word. Let that set our pace, amen? Now, here's something I want to get to. Receive instructions and make corrections. If you're listening today, and I, like I say, I'm preaching to me first, there's always things that I need to receive. When I'm doing this, I'm pouring this through my life, and I'm going, wow, let's double-check that one because I need to work on that. I need to do this, yeah. You know what? Because God's Word is constantly refining us. It's a refinement thing. Hear what I say. You're secure you have a, a place in heaven when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross. That's a done deal. That's his deal. How we, how we engage in that is by faith. I'm trusting you, Lord, coming to my life. But how we walk it out is being powered by the Spirit of the Lord to walk and be guide, guided and led into the things of the Lord. Amen? So, what I say on this one here is just, you know, we're receiving and, and we make corrections, Right? Just don't get the information. Make it to transformation. All right? So you can get a lot of information and it's never transformed in your life. It never, we never take practical application. And I thought about that. If you get a lot of information, it could be just like that, that little card catalog they had at Cary Elementary School. Remember that, Bill? Had all the little things, all the books was in there, all that. But if you don't pull it out and go get the book and apply it, it doesn't do any good. Today, that's equivalent to a hard drive, guys. All right? All the kids are going, a card catalog? I love it. I said, hey, man, I, yeah, you can always tell somebody, say, hey, man, you guys do a new CD? And we'll be talking. I say, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to do another album. They go, what's an album? It's an overgrown vinyl CD, you know? And now, this is crazy, man. Times are moving by so fast. You know what? That our kids now are, are a generation that will probably, probably never even buy a, a disc. It's all on their, on their thumb drives and stuff, on the YouTube, uh, iTunes and stuff, right? So it's, it's amazing see how things have changed and we'll get talking about change in just a minute. So what we need to do is as change comes, we line it up with the word of God, we receive his instructions, we make corrections and we move forward. Amen. 
That's what he wants us to do. We want, I pray that, you know, through the message today, that God is taking that and transforming lives. Amen. He's changing things to make them more like he has, has ordained them for you. All right. Be a student of the word. And that doesn't mean that you can't go play baseball anymore and you've got to sit right there and read your Bible 24 hours a day. What it means is study the Bible. Spend time in there. You know, like I said, when I'm writing, I'm still thinking about that. I didn't know what I was going to preach on this week. I looked at every stop sign, everything I read, every sign. I'm praying, Lord, is it over here? Is it over here? Lord, what is it going to be? What is, what is it this week? Because I refuse to just go and give you a cookie cutter sermon. I want to know what God's telling us as a church. So the team's praying, Lord. I was telling Tim, I pray for you every day. I said, good. Pray every day. You know, Lord, what is it that you have for us at this particular time? If you're here today and it's your first time or it's your 50th time, it's not by accident. Because guess what? You've been prayed for, right? Even if it's your first time, because we pray every day for God to bring workers for the harvest, right? For everybody that comes through and, and back and forth through that door, that God would work in their lives. And for those that are yet to come. So you've been prayed for already before you even got here. Okay, but this is what I want to get at. Let it transform your life, which you, you get here today. Okay, be a student of the word, study God's word and then apply it. Right. Be a reflection of Christ. Now, what does it what does it mean to be a student? I was thinking about this. We learn from the teacher. I'm not necessarily talking about for me. Our teacher is Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, I always pray the Holy Spirit be our teacher. Guide us. Right. But we need to reflect our teacher, Jesus. Well. All right. Are we reflecting Christ? Well, he's our promise. He is our hope. So let's go with this now. I want to leave you guys with this. Never, ever, ever give up. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care what the doctor report says. I don't care what the husband says and the wife says and this and that and all these different things. Don't give up. Because if we got Christ, it's not over. Right. He is the one that says when it's over. So what did he say in the scripture? I pulled this out. It says, hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. What do I mean by that? Keep an internal, eternal perspective. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord for the long haul. For the long haul. 14 years getting to this place, baby. 14 years. It's been quite a journey and there's more to come. But I'm thankful. God was preparing. God's still preparing, preparing our hearts and everything else. But you know what? We just keep on going. We keep on going. We keep on leaning into the Lord. But you know what? We've got to keep a, 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 a kingdom perspective on what's going on. You know? We want to keep on pressing on in to the things of God. Amen? I want to encourage you with this. Remember your destination. Heaven is your home. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord, and I've said this about three times through here today because I want to make sure you understand. It's about the finished work of the cross, what Jesus did. Your destination is secure, right? But guess what? We still have to walk this journey. So let the Lord be your guide on the journey. God doesn't save you and just put you over in a corner and say, well, you're on your own now. Hope everything works out and when you die, I'll bring you in. That's not it, you know? A lot of times we think about that. We're thinking, I'm saved. I gave my life to the Lord. Everything's going to be great. I'm sure I'm going to get to pick three lottery numbers. That's not what he's there for. We got the whole thing, you know, miscombobulated. But God says, you know what? It's okay. I'll help you. I'll walk with you. And I'll lead and guide you. And just be a student of my word. And I'll teach you. How many have read a passage and said, oh, man, I understand that. 
And then two months later, you read it again and go, wow, that's even more. That's even more. See, God's word refuses to come back void. It's powerful. It's life-giving, man. But also with that life-giving, we had a choice how we're going to respond to it. Are we going to apply it or are we going to deny it? I pray today that we apply it to our lives. Amen. The steps you take today can either bring you closer to God or distance you. What do I mean by that? We need to walk wisely with the Lord. And we know in our lives sometimes that we can make bad choices. That doesn't mean God went anywhere. Sometimes we leave him over here and we go this way. You know? Or we go that way. But the good news is he's a whisper away. You know? He's still dwelling in our hearts. But we turn up the volume of the world so much, sometimes we don't hear him real well. You know? And, and we continue to, to, to quench the, the spirit. And what happens is we mix out, mix up. We miss out on God's best. Sorry. I was thinking about time moving by real fast. And it just went through my mind. I know we got some birthdays around here. Birthday up front, wave. Birthday in the back, wave. Didn't take long for you, baby, to get to that age, did it? Miss Cindy, didn't take long, did it? We went over, we went over to their house yesterday, had a little cookout, because we didn't know that you was having a beach party. I'm teasing. <laughs> she told me, we had a beach party. I'm glad for you, sweetie. But we went over to Lex's house, and man, they throw down on some groceries. They're my type of folks, man. Don, Don, he's probably still cleaning the grill. You know, I mean, he's cooking, he's doing everything, and I'm going, man, there's like five of us. You know, he's still cooking. But what I was going to say is this, when I was looking around, I saw a little inky-dinky baby picture. And I see a little bit more, a little bit more. And now she's a grown woman. Now she's a grown woman. It didn't take long. You know what? Use your time wisely. Use your time wisely. I was just thinking about that today. As we look at that and how, you know, time goes by and we continue to grow. But God is still drawing us to him. I want you guys to think about the statement. Remember, a heart for God is easily led by God. What you're pouring in has a lot about what you're pouring out. Amen. So I pray that we're pouring in the goodness of God. I'm praying that your hearts are open, just like Tanya prays every week, that our ears would be open to the word, that our hearts would be receptive to the word. You know, it's amazing. I've been to different places, you know, before I was preaching a lot. And, and it's funny. You come out of here and say, man, that's a great message. And somebody else, I ain't getting nothing out of that. What are you bringing to the table? It's a lot of time. Because if they're preaching the word, something, something should be moving forward. It's not just the person bringing it, Right. It's the power of the word. See, that's where my confidence is. That's why I stay close to the script. God's word. I might be all over the place over here, but I'm going back tying it into God's word. Tying it into God's word. Because that's the transforming power that will save you. That's the transforming power that God wants to get into your life. Amen? Over and over and over. Well, I'll tell you what. I always want to slow down when I, when I have some, a statement like this. And I want to make sure that you know that you know, no matter where you are, it's never too far for God to reach you. And that's good news. That's good news because, you know, some of us had some really tough times and some hard times. And uh, I think the best way to do it is show you something like this. I was debating about this and I said, well, you know, I'm going to show you all a little something. I haven't done this in a long time. You know, when God made the world, it was just pure like this. Adam and Eve, no sin. Right? Just like that war. Yeah, it's really war. But you know what? Through their disobedience, sin came in. 
Right? And so it doesn't take, what do I always say? Sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum, does it? It can just come in a little at a time. If you can get it open. And then it's all over the place when you get it open, amen? So just a little bit of sin. A little bit of sin. Oh, look, oh, a little bit of sin. And what does it do? It just changes everything. It kind of clouds it up, doesn't it? I'm going to put it up here so everybody can see. But this is what happens. See, that's your life and my life. And it doesn't take much to get a cloudy view of what's going on out there. But that's why I said we need the eyes of Christ. That's why we need the forgiveness of Christ. Because when he comes into your life, what he does, he changes everything and he wipes away our sin. Just like that. See, everybody learns different. Sometimes it's just looking at something. Sometimes it's hearing. So we want to make today a day that you hear, you see, you grasp, and you retain what God has for you. But not only retain it, you make a stand for it. You make a stand for it today. So today, I just hope that as we go back and we look at a few things here, look at the importance of how it is so important that we daily submit our lives to Christ. I'm going to read this one more time. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. There's things in our life, guys, that we need to lay down. And you can do it here today. You say, you know what? But you know what? We tend to pick it back up because of our habits. But God can help us with those things through the power of His Spirit. Amen? He says, pursue righteousness in a godly life. We can't do it on our own. That's why Jesus came to make a way to empower us, to help us each day to make that course connection and correction as we go along. And he says, along with faith, love, perseverance. You know what I think about perseverance? We're going to have to press in, aren't we? There's times that we're going to say, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep pressing in. And he said, gentleness. We can only have that gentleness with the Lord in our life. He's the one that brings peace. He's the one that brings grace. He's the one that brings salvation. He's the one that brings hope. Amen. So today I hope that we're pursuing God. Like I said, never give up. He tells Timothy, hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. It's not because it's going to slip away. Because he wants you to focus on that fact of faith in your life. Like a bulldog, man. Sometimes everything in this world can be stripped away in a minute, in an instant, in a phone call. Your world could turn upside down. Hold tightly to what God has promised you. Because he's faithful, amen. He is faithful in all the things. And he says, what you have confessed so well before many witnesses. You know what? People want to see what you believe just as much as they want to hear what you believe. You could talk to them all day long. But if they don't see it in your life, they say, well, gosh, you're no different than me. We should be different. We should reflect Christ. So I pray today that as we're thinking about these things, I want you guys to focus on this just one more minute while she's praying. That's the best representation I could think of of how our life looks. And for you guys listening, we had like a glass of water. And we just put some murky sin, I'll say sin water in there. And what it did, it just clouded it all up. And you know, you can't even see through the other side when I had that in there. We get a different skewed view of what's going on. And then we respond that way. And we go, why is that person responding that way? Well, they don't have the same view as you. Right? Because the ways of the world and the sinful nature has entangled them where they can't see what you see as a believer in Christ. 
So what do we do? Do we knock the glass over and say, well, you know what? You know what? We come alongside. And we reflect Christ. And as the door opens, we share Christ in their life. And let God do the changing. Let God do the changing. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. I'm going to ask you this question. Is God doing a change in your heart today? Was there something said today that you said, you know what, buddy, that hit me right between the eyes. I need to make a change. Well, if it is, I, I pray that you make that application of that today. If you're here today, I want you to hear this question very, very carefully. If this is your first time here or even if you've been here a hundred times. If you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? You say, buddy, I'm not sure. Well, I want to help you with that. God did all the hard part. He gave Jesus Christ to come and pay your sin debt in full. And when we ask the Lord to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, He says, you know, I'll do that for you. I'll trade places. I poured out my blood and I gave my life because the wages of sin is death. And all the sin of the world was heaped on Jesus. And He died a cruel death for me and you. But He didn't stay there because the third day, God rose him up to sit on the right hand side of God to steadily intercede in me and you. So if you're here today and that's your prayer, I want you to just look up here. You didn't got to raise your hand or anything. If that's your prayer today, Lord, I need to know you. I want to pray with you today, right here, right now. This is, this is, if this is your prayer, this is what the deal is. You can say it from your seat. You can stay after we can talk about it some more. But this is what it takes. It's us agreeing that we've got sin in our life. And for most of us, it's not too hard to realize that. It's also understanding that there's one way to heaven. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And here's how the prayer goes. It's no perfect word. It's a heart condition. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. And today, I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Lord, today... Forgive me of my sin. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the Word of God says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if that's your prayer today, don't leave here without coming by and say, you know what, I prayed that prayer today, but I just want to let you know. Because you know what, we want to encourage you. We want to get you grounded in what God has for you. And we want to celebrate that with each one of you. If you're here today and you say, buddy, you know, I've missed the mark many times. I say, well, you know what, you're in the right place. Because we all have. And the best places to be is at the foot of the cross. Because Jesus says, I paid it all. And with that being said, I want you guys to just look up here. If that's where we are, I want you to take and just think about this. Everything that was washed away in this little cup that we talked about today, God did it on a much grander scale with his son, Jesus. He cleansed the world if they would just receive it. Amen. I pray that you receive that today. Give the Lord a hand clap and we're going to send you out with a song. Amen. Amen.